You're listening to Dad's Diapers and Drinks. Three dads trying to lead their families well in a crazy world. So grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dad's Diapers and Drinks. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm Nathan. And I'm Jeff. And you're listening to another episode of Dad's Divers and Drinks. We're <laughs> just discussing if I'm going to even say the episode numbers <laughs> anymore. And uh, I don't think I'm going to. So this is episode whatever. It's the next one. <laughs> it's not for and a good reason. It's just because we can't remember. So yeah, we're just not going to try to guess. Part, yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> and uh, in case we ever wanted to rearrange the order things are released in, it's nice to not have a number tied to the episode. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That was the only thought I had for why we should stop saying it. But uh, yeah, uh, so here we are. Um, we've got our drinks here. Nathan and I are drinking mead, yes, which is delicious. I forgot what's in this. It's blueberry honey yes. deliciousness. <laughs> you can taste the honey really well. It is like really well. tangy and like, I know it's not carbonated, but it has like a fizz to it, which I, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. And then it's got this awesome fruity finish on the end. Almost like I want to feel like like there's some like black cherry in there because it's pretty deep flavors. Yeah. It's good stuff. Is that more wine it's, than it is, anything else? It is else? a wine, yeah. It, it is yeah, a type of wine? It's basically honey wine. So instead okay. of grape base, it's honey based. But the very at the end, I feel like I'm literally tasting a spoonful of honey. Yeah. It's that sweet. <laughs> it's, yeah. It is very sweet. Mm. Yep. But it's not like turn off kind of sweet. Not like bad sangria yeah. sweet where you go, ooh. Yeah, it doesn't how like can you drink that? hurt you. It it's yeah. it's very comforting. Or like a sour. <laughs> I hate those things. Yeah. Yeah. You're those not a fan of sour. It just wrecked my face. It's like eating a warhead, but <laughs> drinking it. And <laughs> I really like sours. <laughs> I know you do. So <laughs> Nate, yeah, fan. Nate, you've shown me a sour or two that yeah. I enjoyed, but I've, I would never order it. If I was out somewhere, yeah. it's not on my list of things. I go, Ooh, they have a new sour. I want to get it. Where if I see a new, you know, type of summer ale, I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I'll try your summer ale. That sounds fun. Yeah. But my sours, go- not gonna make the list. Yeah. My go-to is definitely the, uh, it's called the sour monkey. It's a sour triple. So it's, it's got some woof to it. It's good stuff. Oof. Big fan. Very nice. And, uh, I am drinking Elijah Craig bourbon and it mm. is, yeah, in my uh, top top bourbons, I think it's a solid one. I'm a fan. Yeah, Jeff wins the manliness award tonight. Nathan and I are drinking this sweet, <laughs> delightful <laughs> honey drink. Some honey beverage. <laughs> I don't want to get myself a cavity. This is the best thing I could have had tonight. It's just this. I just needed this. Um, it has been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. It's Monday. <laughs> we record that is on Monday. Right. <laughs> you, you heard me. I was about to say that too. You heard me. Oh golly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about money um, and how much we spend of it. Um, as uh, you know, as life progresses, the three of us got married. We had spending habits when we were single. We got married, and those probably changed. They did for me for the mo- a little bit, and then we, then Jeff and I had kids, and Nathan, well, you guys were pregnant, yeah, and uh, you know, spending 
probably buying stuff for the kid. And, yes. uh, you know, just, we're, we're trying to figure out how, how to handle money as married people and as bringing kids into the world. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, I was going to say, I actually didn't really have much of a single life. So my true. financial habits, that is very true. when I was single, I was a teenager and broke, and then I was married. So And broke. And <laughs> still broke. <laughs> so I never really had much of a, I didn't build up any spending habits, basically, as a, as a young person, as like a 20-year-old. Yeah. Because well, I, I was have, married at 21, so. You had no expensive hobbies either. You were gaming. Yeah, like, my life, my life I, when I was 20 was gaming. Bought Rocket League and... That was the spending you know, it, for the next. <laughs> I know. I, I literally <laughs> yeah, didn't utilities. spend any money on anything else. Is I I played Counter Strike and Rocket League, which are free games, and that was it. Oh, I didn't, I forgot it was free. Yeah. Well, Ro- Rocket League's free now. At the time, it was fifteen dollars, I think, to purchase. But that uh, was it. Like you could play yeah. infinitely That's online. It. So I didn't spend any money, and I actually saved a fair bit of money at the time, mm-hmm. which is how I was. I mean, when I got married, and then I spent all of it. Yep. Really fast. But yeah. yeah honeymoons um, are expensive. What are you going to do? They are pretty expensive. I remember dad always joked that he made the money, but never spent it. And some, yeah. <laughs> somehow it, he, he never had any of it. Um, which I, I do spend my fair share though. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, there's so much stuff that is necessary for being a parent though. So many expenses I didn't know were even going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, clothes um go fast <laughs> so uh the kid grows super fast and uh we we buy clothes a lot um well that's not even true we got a lot of hand-me-downs but he grows out of them quickly so we're rapid mm-hmm. yeah which it's nice uh having friends and family who all have kids who are slightly older so we get to benefit from yeah uh, that's something the hand-me-downs but that's something where we um because my wife is the youngest is the younger sister and the older sister had multiple kids before we had ours. We didn't have to buy like anything. We got truckloads of stuff delivered to us <laughs> by the right. by the family. So we've purchased our us personally, we've only purchased a few sets of children's clothes. I mean, maybe a grand total of like a hundred dollars mm. of children's clothes that we've purchased, and the rest is hand me downs and gifts from family members. Yeah. So we yeah. That was one of those areas where we looked at it and said, hey, here's something we don't have to spend any money on. Let's just not. Let's just not make this a big deal. We're going to chill for like the first yeah. couple of years and just live off of all the free clothes we were given and we're not going to freak out about it. Yeah. So that was kind of a, the first parental spending calculation was like, eh, that's mm-hmm. probably something we don't need to spend money on. We can we can not. We can probably avoid that, which would be cool because yeah. the diaper expense and the formula expense and the food expense Mm-hmm. that's not going away that's only yeah. going up so yeah. true um something that actually katie uh brought up to me which i thought was actually really smart is i mean obviously you want to try and get as many hand-me-downs as you can because like you said the clothes they go through them like they're going out of style because they are they no longer fit <laughs> and <laughs> um but what she said which was really cool is like for like baby showers instead of everyone wants to buy you know new clothes blah 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 it's like it's like ends up being so wasteful is actually of saying, Hey, before you buy us anything from like, you know, babies are us or Amazon or whatever, go to a thrift store, try and find baby clothes and They're give everywhere. them a second life. And they literally are barely worn in the most literal sense possible. And so, um, yeah, it just makes so much more logical sense to like thrift shop for babies <laughs> even more than yourself, <laughs> honestly. 
I mean, the, the number of outfits my daughter wore one time, mm-hmm. and then by the next time we try to bring it back out, we go, oh, this doesn't really fit her anymore, does it? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Throw it in the bag, and then it's just gone, and then sits in a garbage bag for two years. Yeah, we have that problem. We have too many outfits for Davis, and we only put them in like five. Yeah. And <laughs> the drawers. They make, they make the yeah. rotation, the, the, yeah. the wash rotation, and then they come back out, you put them back on, and that's yeah. it. So. Yeah. So to focus the conversation a little bit, Maybe we should, let's talk about how spending habits changed once we got married first. Mm. Yeah. And then we can go a little more in depth with the, once kids entered the picture. So when I got married, well, before I got married, I was a lot more relaxed with my budgeting of how I saved and spent my money. And it was more or less like... Instead of like, it wasn't I was buying things constantly. I was pretty careful with my money, but it wasn't a matter of like really paying attention to it. It was like, oh, this month my account balance still went up. Okay, must be doing a good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. Go Nathan, <laughs> up top. And so <laughs> that was basically Nathan's budget plan, which honestly, it's not terrible. As a single dude, you could I could be doing a lot worse where I was just like, whatever, I party and it's whatever. You know, I'm broke and living paycheck to paycheck. Like, that was never the case. I was always being able to save money. And, I mean, I still had fun. I bought a motorcycle when I was single, you know. Yep. But And props to your wife for not making you get rid of it yet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Keyword there is yet. Mm-hmm. She did have her own, though. She did. She did have her own, but we actually just sold that and made a bunch of money off it. So, yeah, score really That's about a good, that. good financial move. Then. Yeah. And then uh, the shift again began when we got married. It was a lot more strict, but something that is a huge blessing is that Katie and I view money very similarly. We have different extents of it, and we tend to have slightly different views in the sense of when to spend money or like we'll get on a, like, a, like oh, okay, we can buy some things. And like I am more inclined to be like, okay, I'll buy this one thing. And Katie's more like, ooh, I can get this. Ooh, I can get this. Ooh, I can get this. And it's like, okay, we got to the brakes now. <laughs> we got to <laughs> slow this down. This is not how yeah. this works. Um, and that's just, you know, the balance of things. But it was so interesting when we were like, hey, we're, we're going to try and have a baby. Like, let's do this. Um, the mentality shift of like, oh, I want to use my money in this way. It's like, yeah, that doesn't really, you know, like move us towards this goal of having a child, you know. It doesn't really benefit the overall effort that we're putting in. And so it was so interesting how just like, just that perspective shift completely changed how we would save and spend our money and how aggressive we are on like doing things like paying off debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, had a, I was a similar single to you um we uh so we lived together mm-hmm. i i had purchased a home and nathan moved in as my roommate along with our other friend and uh it helped um split the cost of the mortgage which was cool mm-hmm. and uh but honestly i was still at the time i was still paying off my student loans and i was still paying off Oh uh, my! Oh, I I got new windows installed. Oh yeah, in the house, and that was seven grand that I did not have at the time. <laughs> so there was an eighteen month zero percent interest rate uh, period that I could have paid them off in. So for the first eighteen months I owned the house, I was like <laughs> barely making more than I was spending just because mm-hmm. of my massive expenses. So 
it was probably I don't regret buying the house, but it was not very comfortable financially mm-hmm. <laughs> for a while there. Uh, once the windows were done being paid off, that helped a lot because I was like four hundred bucks a month for eighteen months straight to windows. Yeah. So, um, so that was that, and then uh, and then any free money I had, um, I pretty much golfed with it. And uh, <laughs> understandable. It was, <laughs> <laughs> was kind of nice not having to run anything by anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh I, I want something i get it and uh i invested money into kind of educating myself as well onto like in learning all things audio um i purchased a course for how to run a business and i have not really run that business the course was super expensive <laughs> and uh there's been like no return on investment there that was a bad financial decision and it's really my own fault. I could have made it a good financial decision just by implementing what I was learning. But I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. you still can, dude. It's not I like still it's can. over. It's like you're a, some old I'm man. Playing, Jeez. <laughs> playing a long game. That's right. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, as a single guy, I spent money on myself pretty much. I played mm-hmm. golf. I learned music things. And uh, then I got married. And uh, then we combined our finances and combined... Uh, I, I, she added me onto her bank account. So now both our paychecks are going into the same account and, mm. um, actually use the money from selling my house to pay off my student loans, which was great. So now I had pretty much no personal debt, but we had dual income, no kids and a much lower mortgage in this house than I was paying at the chagrin house. Mm-hmm. So I felt like a freaking King. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, we kind of budgeted ourselves, um, well, at the beginning, so it took a while for me to actually sell the house. Um, mm-hmm. We were paying for two two mortgages for the first uh, like nine months of our marriage. It was March of 2020 that yeah. the house sold. Like the day the world shut down, my house sold. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> Which is crazy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then so we were paying two 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 mortgages for a while. But then once my house sold, once we were down to just one mortgage, then it was like, wow, we have so much money which felt good for a while. And then we thought, well, let's try to start having kids mm-hmm. and, uh, got pregnant last April, found out in May, met with a financial advisor in July and said, here's what we want to do. We want Kelsey to be a stay at home mom. And we want to live off of just Scott's income. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, very simple math here. All right. Here's what you got to do. Scott needs to make more money than the two of you are spending. <laughs> Brilliant. What? What? That mad genius. <laughs> so you need to make sure as you're counting your expenses while you still have two incomes that your surplus is more than what Kelsey currently makes because that amount is going to go away. And we quickly realized we're nowhere close to that. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that's uh, we, we started budgeting and had to. Um, we stopped eating out and we started cooking a lot more and uh, just try to be make better financial decisions. I still I, I play golf less because um, golf's kind of an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, you know, we just kind of watched our money a little more closely. And then I started looking for a new job last July because my my position inside the company changed 
um, out of necessity. And I didn't like what the new position was. So I was like unhappy and not really getting paid what I thought I should be paid. So anyway, I was looking for a new job. Finally got a new job, you know, during this podcast. You guys heard that on mm-hmm. episode two. I think I said it. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. No, it was really yeah. like five. way after that. It was like five. Yeah. Um, and uh, so now it's going to be a little easier um, for us. But uh, so I'm making a, a good chunk more than I was. But uh yeah, so that feels good now. We still we need to rebudget because I don't even know I don't even know what's gonna happen. I don't know what our expenses are anymore because mm-hmm. we haven't looked at them in a very long time, and I don't know how much I'm making anymore. And uh, it's it's weird. So yeah, that's uh, I guess my whole financial story as an adult, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Uh, yeah, that's that's then, it's uh, it's funny look, thinking back on. I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna keep up this trend here. Just kind of go about my my kind of past five or six years of adult living. Um, so when I when I was young, I, I didn't finish college. I started working full time in, so- in the software development world when I was twenty. Um, had a kind of golden opportunity with a friend of my dad's. He offered to hire me as a software contractor underneath him. As a 20 year old, and I was like, heck yeah, I'll take that. So I started making not crazy money, but like $15 an hour as a 20 year old working full time, which was plenty for me. It let me pursue gaming at a ridiculously high volume <laughs> while making money. So that to me was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to my existence. Right. Um, so I was kind of all in on that. And so we got married. I married my wife right when she graduated college. Actually, before she graduated, we, I, we married. Glad you married your wife. <laughs> yeah, I know. I married someone else, too. That was, that was a bad time. I married my <laughs> mistress. The <laughs> wife was not happy. <laughs> uh, so we actually we actually got married before she graduated college. It was mm-hmm. she had like half a semester left because she graduated early because she's a brainy. She's a you know weirdo 4.0 person who just overdoes <laughs> everything. One of those. And I'm and I'm the complete opposite, which is hilarious. Um so when we first, our first year of marriage, we actually made a freaking ton of money because I was still working full time, making $15 an hour ish. I think at that point I was up to like 16 or $17 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I had very little college debt because I only went for one year. And my wife had almost no college debt because she had scholarships and worked really hard, worked like 40 hours a week while doing college and getting 4.0 because she's a freak. And <laughs> So in the best started, way, <laughs> in the in the best way, babe. If you ever fantastic hear this one. freak, yes. <laughs> so she started working full time when she graduated and got a good job, making more than I was. Mm-hmm. And we were like living in an apartment and just raking it in. We're like, this is the best. We have made the best decision of our life. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and then she lost that job due to some. Uh, how would I say this? Woke politics. Mm-hmm. Uh. She got called, basically called racist by a, a black woman who managed one of the houses that she oversaw. And when they asked her, she said, I didn't say anything like that. And they're like, well, she says you did. And she's like, well, I didn't. And then she got fired. So <laughs> that uh, sent our financial world into a freaking tailspin. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of that, my wife was like really shaken up and basically decided that she didn't want to work in the professional world. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't think I want to. She like went to college because I don't know, plenty of reasons to go to college. But 
it kind of hit her. She didn't really want to do this professional big career thing in the big professional world, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And she started volunteering at our church a lot and was a nanny. So our income went down a lot in Mm. that time. But we were breaking even, and this that was the first time we ever thought we needed to make a budget, because we were in that position that you were talking about, where we yeah. just both had full-time jobs and had no expenses, and we're just making money, and like, this is easy, this is amazing, look how great we are at adulting, ha ha ha. <laughs> yes. Is, look but how easy other, marriage is. The other good thing about an apartment is one payment covers, like, everything. everything. You don't yeah. have to worry it's about It's so easy. Everything's separate. It's mm-hmm. And you also have no maintenance costs, nothing. It's literally, I pay the money and I get to stay here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we were, we just thought it was great. Um, oh, there's the other thing is we actually purchased the house that I'm, I'm in right now. We bought it a month before she lost her job. Mm, so, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We bought the oh, house I remember that. an expected the timing, right? amount oh. of income and then we got kneecapped. Uh, <laughs> I'm Dude. having anxiety from past. <laughs> Dude, the, amount, the amount of stress we were in was so insane. Oh, so that made me just like, Scott was saying, if here's a fun fact for anyone listening who's young and looking to learn how to make more money, changing jobs. Mm-hmm. Pretty much a guaranteed way to get a raise on the spot is changing jobs. So my dad told me you should look for another job. Now I went, okay. So <laughs> I started job hunting and I landed the job that I have now. But because I had no college degree, they were like, well, we're not gonna pay you that much. And I was like, I promise you, I'm worth every dollar you'd ever give me. And they're like, Well, you can prove it. So mm-hmm. I got the new job, but it didn't pay significantly more. And then my wife gives me the, the, the even better, the best news ever. She says, Jeff, I'm going to quit my job as a nanny because I'm going to start volunteering at church because I'm really feeling called to work at the church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it a paid thing? She's like, no. <laughs> How cold are you? <laughs> How cold are you? <laughs> you feeling really cold? <laughs> Are you $20 an hour called? <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, babe. The left yeah. side of this equation doesn't equal the right. Okay. Yeah. So you're telling me you're going to basically be an intern, right? <laughs> yeah. So my, my now 24-year-old wife, mm-hmm. who is very, very sharp and has a college degree and had a great job out of college, is now an intern making no money. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we have a house. It's like, oh my gosh, that was so miserably stressful. So we were racking up credit card debt like crazy because we couldn't pay for Ooh, everything. So yeah. at one point, I think we had almost $8,000 of credit card debt during that year, Woof. which is pretty insane. Um, again, the stress levels were nuts. We literally, I knew every month, I was like, we lose like $450 a month. Jeez. Negative. <sighs> and I was like, Ellen, how long until they offer you an actual job at the church? She said, I don't know, maybe in six months. I was like, that's a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. $450. $400. That's a lot. And it was longer than that. So it was, mm-hmm. I mean, it took a little while. Um, but then eventually the church, it's just kind of the way churches work. It's not like they have, they have to do budgets via a board of people deciding where all the random donation money that they get is going to go. Mm-hmm. Like budgeting yeah. for churches is a freaking nightmare. So yeah. Cause it's all on donations. Like you don't know how much yeah, there's not really an income is coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So eventually the church, you know, as quickly as I'm not, not trying to dog my church about this, like as quickly as they were able to get it all set up, they were able to offer her a, a yeah. job, mm-hmm. which she still has, which has been great. So since then we've been good and I've continued to over the years make more money now, which is, 
which is fantastic. So now for the first time, we've actually paid off our, like this year, right? We had a kid while still having significant credit card debt. Mm. And we are just now making money and saving it and investing it for the first time. Dude, that's <laughs> it so awesome. Been, though. That is fantastic, dude. It's amazing. It's got to feel good knowing the hole you were in and then yeah. the satisfaction of digging yourself out of it. And, and we put like, windows in our house. I got yeah. windows. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me write you a check, sir, for that. Because I have money. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's not even oh, a credit card. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so it's been it's been a freaking wild ride to get to here. Mm. But for the first time we're in like a financially healthy position, which is, you know, it's amazing. So on a completely different note, but a kind of parallel to what you're talking about, um, I don't know if you guys experienced this from your parents, but my parents personally basically seem to depict credit cards as if they are the devil. Is 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 that something that your parents that's straight talked about? But basically it was just like straight from Dave Ramsey, the financial piece. That's a Dave Ramseyism, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm I mean, but like essentially they were like, do everything you can to not have a credit card. And I was like That's no. I mean like I under like I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time I just didn't think it I like it was so extreme, essentially. <laughs> Scott's wife just posted a picture of their kid. <laughs> so cute. He's, he's adorable. He's a cutie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was never told not, I was encouraged. My parents encouraged me to get credit cards mm-hmm. um, because you earn credit. You yeah. build up, <laughs> you build up a rapport with the company. You, you show them, Hey, I'm true to my word. I racked up this much money on this card and I promise you I'm going to pay it back. So over time you, Prove that you can do that, and mm. you build my credit up score credit. is insane. By the way, if you rack up a lot of credit card <laughs> debt and then you successfully pay that crap off, your credit score is yeah. high. <laughs> we like you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm actually really Sweet. torn about this. I'm kind of glad you brought it up because I was actually talking to our mother mm-hmm. yesterday, or was yeah yesterday about this and how we are kind of kind of scared away from using credit cards too much nowadays mm-hmm. because we were so much in credit card debt at one point that we yeah. pretty much try to avoid using credit cards for most things now. Mm-hmm. And my wife pretty much never touches hers. And mm-hmm. I have two, I have a home Depot card and I have my like regular credit card. And that's like the <clears> only <throat> ones we ever use for anything. And we pretty much try to pay debit or cash for stuff now. Well, I think if your credit score is good already, it's probably less of a necessity to use it because mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you go to apply for a loan or whatever to anything that requires you to have good credits, you've got the good credit. Now you don't need to work mm-hmm. toward it mm-hmm. anymore. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. So yeah, I think you're probably okay using it a lot less than you were. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't really know much about money, so I hope what I'm saying makes sense. And <laughs> if it doesn't make sense, send me a message on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tad's Diverse Drinks, and <laughs> give, give it to me. Tell me how dumb I am, because uh, there's plenty I don't know. Uh, that was literally the only thing I knew about financial peace was that it was <laughs> by Dave's, Dave Ramsey, and that yep. he doesn't like credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's, one, so there's a lot of people that are just Dave Ramsey acolytes, and it's not that I think what he says is probably going to hurt you. I don't think any of it's bad in any way, but it to me had this fundamental problem of making you so 
panicky about your own money and so focused on your own money at all times. Yeah. I was like, this sounds like a draining way to live. Like you are so money focused all the time. I can't even imagine it. That sounds horrid. Yeah. And that was my problem is I'd see people who had taken financial peace university and they're encouraging, <laughs> and they're encouraging me to take financial peace university. And I'm like, I don't like the way you. You I mean, don't seem at peace about your money. You do, is you pretty do not thick. Seem like you're at financial peace <laughs> at all. You seem like you're at financial stress level eleven <laughs> yeah. all the time. No, How about financial panic and yeah. three easy yeah. steps? <laughs> financial panic that will eventually make you profitable. It's like that yeah. doesn't. Yeah. I don't. What? Honestly, I'm at financial peace right now. I could teach I you mean, a course. Yeah, I know more that, money than you spend. And that you've experienced that's this, the only Scott, rule I've held my entire life that you've experienced paying off debt. And that's like one of his big things is like, you know, hey, pay off as much debt. Yes. And every time you're, snowball you're paying effect. on the debt, it feels like it's going into nothing and it sucks. And you're like, I'm paying just, on the interest you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. not the interest, just paying off debt. Like in Uh-oh. the act of paying it off, nothing oh, yeah. is happening and money is going away from you. And yeah. that sucks in general. But I mean, I am about to, uh, pay off a debt very soon. And it's like, we're going to have a considerable amount of income. And it's not even like, like it's more money than I could ever get in a raise. It's like getting a big raise. Yeah. It's like getting a considerable raise, like a lot of money, not like, Oh, you got a couple of dollars, like getting like $8 an hour more. It's like 300 bucks a month more. Yeah. Like like, if I got that in a raise, I'd be ecstatic. Yes, exactly. But I literally did nothing. I just paid it off. Finally, (laughs) It's like, I no longer has to leave. And it's so refreshing. But I feel like you only feel that once you finally gotten to the end of the rainbow. And it's such a long journey to get there to pay off debt. I mean, like, you're a testament to this too, Jeff, with your credit card debt. I bet that was, like, killer to just dude, have to keep paying day, on that. And it's like, ugh. The day, well, especially because, dude, it's on credit cards. The interest oh, yeah. rates are insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the day when I, like, I would tell Ellen, I was like, it's the end of the pay period. I'm going to, every dollar that I have in the bank account is going to go into my credit card right now to try to make this next interest payment lower. Mm-hmm. Doing stuff like that where you go, we are going to hit zero in yep. the checking account. Jeez, there, dude. We're at zero. All right. Credit cards only for the next week until we get paid. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. <sighs> wow. It's so interesting for me to hear this right now. It is. I knew you guys were tight, but I never knew the yeah, details. It was, it was that tight when Ellen was first tr- switching over to working at church. Man. It was It was insane. Mm. Man, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. No. That's <laughs> no, rough. Well, it was unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. Especially, but that's like the thing you were talking about with like, that is like the dangerous part where you can say that credit cards are the devil is when you essentially, when you, you, get behind. you rack up so much and you get behind and you can't even make a payment that would be the equivalent of the interest. Yeah. So you're just essentially. It snowballs out of control. Just so gone easy. and there's nothing well, you can do. <laughs> and I was aware enough of that being the big fear that yeah. I was actively not letting that happen. Mm-hmm. I said, like, I knew it was better to have zero dollars in my checking account and only pay with my credit card later mm-hmm. than to keep a thousand dollars in the checking account for now and just let the interest payment hit. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, whatever you can do to lower the interest payment as much as possible before it hits is better. Yeah. It's better than having a little bit of extra cash laying around somewhere because you're just going to get hit for, you're just losing money doing this. Yeah. So I did, I did everything I could to actively fight against it. Mm-hmm. But you know, anyway, that was, that was that. Yeah. <laughs> so the biggest expense I've had recently came about six months ago. 
Oh, yeah? Five and a half months ago. The adorable Which is when Mr. Davis was born. <laughs> and uh, that's something I... I mean, luckily, because Kelsey and I were... We were dinks for a little while. We had a fair amount saved up. Mm-hmm. But just a forewarning for all you dads-to-be out there, having a kid is expensive. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, it's... Uh, if you don't have insurance to help cover some of these costs, it's really expensive. Like, mm-hmm. let me, I've got my, uh, my health insurance claims pulled up here on the screen. I'm mm-hmm. going to read some of these off here. Uh, I've got two bills for $1,059. That is just the vaccinations for my child. That's two doses. Luckily, I only had Real. to pay five bucks of that because of the health insurance, which very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one for $5,700. Oh, nice. Let me look at details here. What even was that? Killer. Oh, I got logged out. What? <laughs> well, let me tell you while you're getting logged back in, one of the details that we had during our first, when we were, when we were in the hospital for our first kid is I believe my wife asked for Tums because she was having crazy bad heartburn because she always has bad heartburn during pregnancies. And we're at the hospital. She says, can I get some Tums? They said, yep. It was like $28 for Tums yep. that they billed us. Mm-hmm. It's like those are like three dollars at the. I'll just go to the corner. I didn't realize you were gonna mug me for those. My gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I would have just walked down the street and bought them from the gas station. They're like, Goodness. oh, oh, I need a, an ice pack here. Let me get you one of those hot packs. Oh yeah, that'll be fifteen dollars. You're like, it lasts for like less than fifteen minutes. It's not even a dollar a minute. <laughs> yeah, it is Whoopsie. bananas. Crazy. Zoomed in. Yeah. So this five thousand seven hundred dollars. Um, so at the time of Davis's birth, we put Davis onto my insurance. So Kelsey has a whole other slew of bills that only went to her. Mm-hmm. So this is just me. 5,000 bucks was <laughs> 2,000 of that was for the nursery for yeah. when like he was night. born. Yeah. Just for him to chill out with the nurses. <laughs> just hang out. <laughs> while they cut his penis off. Oh, bad day. <laughs> yeah. Just the uh, two. 88 bucks for pharmacy <laughs> audiology they do audio tests on him to see how well see if he's hearing okay 700 bucks labor and delivery day <laughs> they charged davis 2500 bucks <laughs> to welcome be born. to the world kid <laughs> <laughs> welcome uh, to capitalism <laughs> that's funny <laughs> uh I, I never looked at the breakdown before that's funny that is pretty great <laughs> My insurance covered half of that, so I paid two thousand three hundred of that. Mm. Um, and let me hit the back button here. That's the other vaccination one. Here's his penis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and on this slide, his penis. No, 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 just the money. Ooh, the money. The his circumcision costs eight hundred fifty bucks. What? That's an expensive blade. I could do it myself in the bathtub, like the old days. <laughs> Scott, it's in, it's in the Bible. We can figure it out. <laughs> We're Christians, um, right? Yeah. We can do this. <laughs> uh, that cost me a hundred bucks. So oh. um, insurance paid for seven hundred forty-four bucks of that. Mm. Um, that might be the. That might be it that I was billed for, and I went to the chiropractor a few times. That's unrelated to Davis's mm-hmm. birth. So on my own, that's a hundred five two thousand. I paid like twenty five hundred bucks for Davis's birth, and then Kelsey. Let me look at her stuff over here. Her epidural. <laughs> I don't think I was his epidural. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
What is the oh yeah, amount built? Two thousand four hundred bucks for the epidural. So, ladies, consider that. <laughs> I mean, how you're not going to you care, worth? but <laughs> <laughs> how much is your pain worth? Yeah. <laughs> um, which I will say, once Kelsey had the epidural, the labor and delivery was a. I, I'm speaking on her behalf, but I'm going to use a word here. A cinch. <laughs> it seemed like in the bag. <laughs> it seemed like it was a lot easier. Um, I mean, they literally turn off your nerves in the bottom, from, like your spine. Yeah. The only problem was when it came time to actually try to push Davis out, she actually couldn't feel anything. So oh. it was really hard to control the muscles. I bet appropriately. So it, she had to push for a little while before it actually came out. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that's the epidural. What else do we have here? OBGYN. Let me click on this one. She texted me a bunch of screenshots. Four thousand five hundred bucks for that. Woof da. Again, this I'm is why you want lie. to have as low a deductible of plan as you can get. Seriously, you just want to hit it we, and then be like, "Send me the bills." And yeah. she's Check on. <laughs> she's on teacher benefits, so she paid. Oh, get me, get me, get back here. Um, she paid zero bucks for that. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> four thousand five hundred bucks. It's insane. The, yeah. the way this all works is so insane. Yeah, it's also something I didn't even know before. Is that insurance actually will pay? Like, if you were decided, like, hey, I'm just gonna pay this. Insurance actually gets a discount before they even pay anything. On top of that, so even if you were to pay like outright, it would still be way more expensive than what insurance would even pay for the yeah. exact same thing they overbill you when you're gonna bring and pay out of pocket it's insane it's so ridiculous like yeah we, i was talking before we started recording with nate when scott was upstairs getting their drinks together and that's not what we're, i was doing but sure fine whatever the house was leaking that's all oh go ahead oh small problem, small problem. <laughs> a little problem yeah. but we were saying how how crazy it is that this is the way that healthcare works because as guys, I don't do a lot at the doctor's office. Mm-mm. I don't go often. I think I've gone once yeah, since as, I've been married. As young, young guys. Yeah. It's like, we're, I, I, whatever. We're healthy. We don't really get injured. And uh, yeah. yeah, there's no reason so, to go. Even when we do get injured, we're like, nah, I'll heal. Probably, probably be fine. Yeah. yeah. So I have so little experience using health insurance to do anything until our kid was born and I'm looking at this going, this is the stupidest system I have ever seen. <laughs> I cannot Seriously. believe this is how this works. Holy crap. Yeah. Kelsey's hospital stay overnight, $8,300. Oh. We, we spent two nights there, actually. So yeah. um, her responsibility was 1000 of that 8000 So that's that one. Is... I think she texted me one more screenshot. No, that was it. Yeah. I will say this is an area in which I feel exceptionally blessed and I'm I can end up being somewhat upset about because my insurance with uh like I work on aircraft and aircraft mechanics are notorious for having very good benefits like that's just like one of the things that people know for some reason but that's one of the main things is like you get really good benefits um and my benefits were unbelievable like zero dollar deductible no limit like you basically just go you have like a copay of fifty dollars if you went to the emergency room wow like that was it like a doctor's visit was 15 bucks like it was basically nothing like it didn't exist you basically your health was completely covered 
And then, you know, pandemic happened and they had to change all the benefits and, you know, all the things happened. And so it's a bit more expensive now, but even still, like, uh, I think I've talked about it before, but Katie had surgery, like middle of the pandemic, essentially. Um, and the bill on that was, I don't even exactly remember, but I remember it being double digits in the thousands, like 15 to $20,000. <sighs> And we had already hit our deductible for the year, so we didn't pay a cent for any of that. That's awesome. And so, um, which is amazing. And I, it's one of the areas in which I feel very blessed. And it's like, I am not leaving until our kids are born, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, it's one of the things that you consider, you know? It's like, and even as like adults and with our jobs, it's like, okay, I like, let's say I like really hated my job. And I had to really do it. It's like, I would think I would be willing to sacrifice for something like that. You know, like if I had to sacrifice, like even my happiness for a short period of time in order to be like, okay, I have a good job here with good health benefits to be able to, you know, provide for my family, especially in the area of having kids. It's like, you know, if this is part which I can contribute. If you can push it out, I'll help pay for it. (laughs) That's basically what I'm saying. But yeah, so I don't have a whole lot to say on that, but in that area, I do feel very blessed. You touched on an interesting thing there, which is the, the, the kind of the flip that I think really happens when you have kids, which is I do not care if I am quote happy Mm -hmm. at work. That doesn't, the amount of importance that has on my life dropped significantly when I had a kid, like Mm -hmm. I will be unhappy if it means I can provide for my family well, yeah, yep. I would rather be unhappy at work and provide for my family than be happy and not be able to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. And there was like a, a, it wasn't, you know, like a big eye open <gasps> moment. It was just a, you know, oh, this job's annoying me, but eh? and that was it. It's just like, you yeah. know what? The negative parts of my job aren't as bad anymore because whenever right. I'm upset, I go, yeah, but, that's what, what are you going to do? Am yeah. I going to not work? Am I going to not provide for my family? Like, no, yeah. I'm going to. So we'll just, right. we'll just go. Just suck it up and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe I've more noticed, even keel. Yeah. I've noticed with this new job I have, I'm less interested in becoming friends with my coworkers because my perspective has changed after jumping to a new job. Because I, I already see that this is not going to be, I'm not retiring from this company. I already see in the, I, I can predict the future. Scott is going to have another job after this. This is not the last one. This is not the last one. Um, And I'm thankful to have it. But like when, so I'm the lead electrical engineer. There's one other electrical engineer who's supposed to be my protege. Mm -hmm. And he, he makes a pretty concerted effort to try to get to know me. And I'm a lot more closed off to that for some reason. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just not interested. And I, I'm, I'm just here to do my job and then go back home. To my family is kind of my perspective now. Yeah. Um, Not that yeah, you're being a it, jerk to people at the it's, office it's or anything. Diff- it's difficult because he he really talks my ear off a lot, <laughs> and I don't want to be a jerk, but it can be irritating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, aren't you busy? I'm busy. Let's, <laughs> let's just get to work here. <laughs> yeah. You keep uh, complaining to me about how full your complaining to me about how full your plate is. Like, why don't you mm-hmm. go start uh, knocking some stuff off it? But, how about you clean that plate then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely different. Yeah. 
yeah, work, your perspective on work changes when you have a kid. You're like, I'm just doing this so I can provide for my kid and my my wife, and uh, it makes work more fulfilling, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have any more thoughts on it. It's just yeah. like my, my perspective has changed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all. So to, to, to change topics, it is something else that's that I'm now have some money in. And I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. What do you guys think about the cryptocurrency world? Have you guys touched it? I'm pretty sure Scott hasn't from the things I've talked to in the past, but I'm curious I, about Nate. I have been extremely tempted. And it's okay. it's one of those things. Like, for instance, I grew up shooting bow and arrows. I grew up in 4-H shooting. I was homeschooled, so I got to do a lot of these opportunities that not everybody gets to. So I got to go out and shoot rifles you know, almost weekly and go out and do skeet shooting with friends that I had growing up. And so, like, that's something that I've always been passionate about. But I don't own a gun. And that's because, like, I am also aware that I get intense about things. Like, I get into things and then I'm like, well, now I've I've bought a, a rifle, so now I want a pistol. Okay, now I have a pistol, I want a shotgun. Okay, now I want a different shotgun. And that's just, like, part of who I am. I get very drawn into things and very intense about it. And so like, that's something that I was like, man, I really want to start here, but I I can tell like, if I do this, I've got to do it right. And I've got to have a plan and I can't just be like, it's investor time. (laughs) Let's go. But the, it is very interesting with the sense of how many different cryptocurrencies have actually come out. Like, especially very recently, like it's like exploded. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't invest in it because I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. The other—that's one reason. The other reason is its volatility, and I—I I don't know. I when I find something I enjoy, like I don't know. I don't know if this is a fact or not, but I guess I'll say I have an quote unquote addictive personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I find things I enjoy, and I do it over and over and over and over again. And that's why I like I was on this chess binge for a while after watching The Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. I played chess nonstop. Kelsey can attest to that. She didn't like it very much. <laughs> um, and uh, in college, I played League of Legends nonstop, barely graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, I still golf as much as I possibly can because I love it. Yep. And so my worry is that so part part of my view of the stock market is it's kind of like gambling, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you're you're putting money in hoping it's going to grow. You're in a way you're rolling the dice, and the more volatile the fund you're investing in is, the more the closer to gambling it becomes. Mm-hmm. So I have investments, but they're in mutual funds. It's mm-hmm. their funds Very are stable. They're stable. They're moderately aggressive. That's money that is spread out across a slew of different companies. So some some go down, some go up. It's a very slow net gain, and I'm I'm good with that. Um, but when it comes to investing in something super volatile, I know I'm going to be drawn to monitoring it a lot, and it's going to suck a lot of my attention and kind of my heart as well. I don't want to be super attached to it. Like right mm-hmm. now, my investments are I'd never look. Cause I, yeah, I, just, I never, I never look at my mutual funds either. Now that you're bringing yep. this up, I check my yeah. Bitcoin. So I own a little bit of Bitcoin. 
Mm-hmm. I own Bitcoin and Ethereum, the two biggest in all of the cryptocurrencies, the two most stable. Mm-hmm. And I check them more than I've ever than I check anything else in my financial world. I check the my like crypto wallet like every evening. I go, how did it do today? Yeah, oh. right. And mm-hmm. I've I've never checked anything else like it. So I I, I get that point. Yeah, but so if what- I could. If I, if I could try to convince you to, mm-hmm. right now Hit me. is a primo time to buy some Bitcoin, to mm-hmm. put some money, I'm not going to say buy, you don't buy Bitcoin, to transfer some of your US dollars into Bitcoin, mm-hmm. because it is looking like the market, so that if you haven't been following it, it's currently uh, end of June, mm-hmm. and uh, the the Bitcoin market has been, the whole cryptocurrency market has been on a massive downslide for a little while. Yeah. But it's starting to give the signs of it starting to come back up. So this, if you were ever going to buy in, this is, this is a decent time to do it. Mm-hmm. That's first point. Second point is I actually went through the effort of trying to understand what it is and trying to wrap, get my head wrapped around what the value is in Bitcoin, why people are such fanatics about it. Yeah. And now that I actually have a, you know, decent understanding of why it's a thing, I have to say I'm actually on board with the theoretical future of Bitcoin being the sole currency or cryptocurrencies being the sole currency of the, of the whole world mm-hmm. because it is the, the quote that they use is it's the best money we've ever had, which when I first heard that, I was like, I don't even know what that means. What is good money? Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be a good money and a bad money? So like, that's the first mm-hmm. question. Yeah. That's very weird. It's a good base question. That's a it's good like, place to start. Yeah. Like what's good money. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the example of bad money is German francs in 1932. Okay. Or 1932 and also 1955. That is bad money. It is worth freaking nothing. It has zero buying power and it is the least reliable thing you could ever invest in. Mm -hmm. Good money is money that you can trust. Something like gold is good money. Right. Yeah. So this is why retains its value. Yeah. So this is why Bitcoin is so fluctuant in its value currently. Okay. We are currently in the phase of money where we are trying to figure the whole world that uses crypto is trying to figure out the actual value of Bitcoin. Hmm. So we have established how much buying power gold has. If I wanted to buy something with gold, you could actually go and do the calculation and say, give me this much gold. And we can say, Mm -hmm. that's a valid trade. And that's easy. We know we're aware of gold's scarcity. Yeah. Yes. So we we know what it's worth because of how and hard it is to get. Yes. Bitcoin, it, we're still figuring that out. So, but there, Bitcoin is a set amount. There is no more of it. There's a set amount of Bitcoin that exists. It's it's literally digital gold is what it is. It's the best way hmm. to think about it. So if you've ever considered transferring money into precious metals, if you ever see those like advertisements, to, mm-hmm. you should yeah. diversify your portfolio into precious metals. Bitcoin is a digital precious metal. That's what it is. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. We don't actually know how valuable the metal is yet. The we don't know. Metal. It might be worth more than it is right now. We could just determine it's it's actually more valuable than that. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not like it's for me. That took the gamble nature out of it for me. I went, oh, okay. So if I were to put money in it, it it'll retain some value. It might grow and it might lose, but I yeah. actually deemed it stable enough under those pretexts that I just laid out 
mm-hmm. for me to actually put some money in it. So I have a little, I have like a thousand dollars in Bitcoin now and hmm. I'm, I'm kind of took Are my hands you? off of it. I'm not trying to like micromanage and like trade and try to get in on the big jumps and yeah. I'm not trying to do that crap. I was like, I think it's an okay thing to put money in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put some money in it. And that's what I have done so far. How long have you had your investments in Bitcoin? Uh, maybe four months. Are you up or down? I'm up. I'm up like a significant amount because I bought in at a good time because I mm-hmm. was kind of tracking it for a while. I was tracking it for months before I ever bought it. And I went, oh, it's starting to climb very rapidly. And there was the whole um, like stock market crash thing where they did the, what's which company was it? The, the movie company. Um, Cine, the movie it, theater company? Yeah, the movie oh, theater. AMC. Company. AMC. When, yeah. they, the, when the, the Reddit bros crashed the stock market and ran a fortune 500 company out of business by mm-hmm. shorting by screwing or over a betting short. a short. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. AMC. Mm-hmm. And, um, or GameStop so that, was, uh, or yeah. And GameStop was the other one. Oh. So those two things were happening. And alongside that, as the as dudes on Reddit were crashing the entire economy single-handedly, <laughs> because is it, that's a thing that we can just do now. Apparently <laughs> just decide, Social Hey, if we get together, can just crash the economies of countries. If we feel like it, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that was happening, the price of Bitcoin was shooting up because mm. it was like, Hey everyone, if you didn't realize your U S dollar is as manipulatable as anything else, a bunch of guys on Reddit can crash your U S dollar if they feel like it. <laughs> right. So it was like, okay, maybe something else would be nice. So Bitcoin started to shoot up. So I bought some Bitcoin then and it, it, it like doubled in value. Oh, but nice. It's nice. been incredibly up and down doing nothing since then. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to, while we're talking about finances, I was like, I should probably drop that. I, at least I have tentatively purchased some. I have, hmm. again, I've transferred money from us dollars to Bitcoin. Hmm. And so it's chilling. If Bitcoin is digital gold, what is Doge Dogecoin? Uh, Dogecoin <laughs> is digital crack. Don't touch that. That is, <laughs> okay. that is worthless garbage. There's a significant difference yes. between like Bitcoin and well, Dogecoin. Also, Bitcoin's been around for a, it's, a significant It's kind of been of adopted as a payment method. Well, you can actually buy things. things. You can yeah. actually use it for stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's like why I invested gold. in it, as opposed to the other ones. <laughs> you could buy gold. Yeah, it, it, you could literally. Whoa, you could. <laughs> but that's why I, that's why I felt like it wasn't as much of a gamble because it's if any single cryptocurrency is going to be adopted mm-hmm. into like an actual like yes, countries are going to not use their dollar anymore. They're just going to use a cryptocurrency. It's probably going to be Bitcoin, or I don't know they'll make a big announcement or whatever it's going to be. So yeah. if that would ever happen, I was like, this is, this is the one. Cause it's the one that functions the most like a precious metal. And mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. So, yeah, I don't, part of me wonders if I'll regret not investing in Bitcoin, not buying some Bitcoin, but I don't know. I can't predict the future very well. Yeah. Um, and also if it starts to drop, I'll just transfer it back to us dollars and maybe I'll lose $200. 300 yeah i'd survive i wouldn't be like no my life i lost all my life savings it's like i'd lose a couple hundred dollars and mm-hmm. i would suck but i've wasted money in the past too so i'd probably <laughs> survive it <laughs> i've probably spent more money on like snacks and worthless food than that so yes. if you look at it in the right <laughs> perspective you know 
Right. Whew. Well, we have... Nathan must have been feeling like a sissy after drinking the mead because he poured us some mm. of the proper twelve. Yes, we had a Conor we had McGregor a, rum. a uh, encore, as or it whiskey, were, sorry. of of the Irish <laughs> whiskey. Yeah, I'm feeling that a little bit. <laughs> I'm a lightweight. I really yeah. i I've never been one to drink to excess. So because this always happens to me after like one drink. <laughs> It's so. a good quality, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a cheap date, Scott. I'm a very cheap date. Mm. Have you guys had Trulies? Oh yeah. yes. I just Absolutely. bought another pack of Trulies. I They're have just, two of them in my fridge. They're so good. Oh my gosh, very good. Yeah. I haven't looked at the nutrition facts on the can, but I'm five pretty calories. sure. hundred calories. Five. What? No. Now go grab a can and hold it it's up to your hundred. It's a hundred. Just the alcohol alone. <laughs> I thought no. It's well, a, the amount of sugar in there. I thought it had well, to be. That, I had one of their lemonades. They're so sweet, and I tasted it. And I was like, "Oh my word, this is super sweet." I'm like, "There's no way there's a gram of sugar in this whole can." Nope, it's got stevia in it. But they hide yeah. it under the aggressive lemon flavor. So yeah. You don't get that weird stevia. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best way I can yeah. describe it. How does it taste? Like, <laughs> that's how I would describe it. I have returned. Okay. Five. That's 100 calories. Ha ha! 100 I just calories. read the cat. Damn! <laughs> I should have bet you a Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> that's like 40 grand, man. <laughs> I know. It would have been awesome. I don't have a whole Bitcoin. Goodness. Nah. Yeah, no one really does unless you're super rich. Is that what they're worth? 40 no. One single coin would be the worst. But, like, you're well, not... That's like saying a single gold ingot is worth. It's yeah. like, I don't care what a single gold ingot is worth. I'm not going to buy one of those. I'm just going right. to like say transfer some of my money into something else. Yeah. yeah. I don't care how much it is, whatever it, it is. It is crazy if you do know people that owned Bitcoin when it was $75 a Bitcoin. And then it did the giant spike and you're like. Oh my! Word. Didn't uh, didn't Berkeley do that? Yeah, there are. High, yes, and he bought a he bought a Camaro after that. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know, he had like three. I know high schoolers. <laughs> Jeez, I know high schoolers mm-hmm. that have that are now going to pay for college with cash because they were in on the uh, AMC stuff, or they were in on one of like the Dogecoin spikes that yeah. Elon Musk created. Like, mm-hmm. I know people who made sixty grand in night that are high schoolers. You, Dude, you, that's you, the you best case scenario right now. But that's game. <laughs> I don't do that crap. That's, that's gambling. gambling. It's a get that rich quick scheme. Gambling. It is. Yeah. And if you're in the right place at the right time. That's no thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Bitcoin, Ethereum, those are like gold and silver. It's a different. Those are very different than yeah. the other ones. Well, this has a been. A lot of those new crypto coins you hear are like get rich quick schemes. schemes. I'm not interested. Yeah. This has been exceptionally informative at the end there <laughs> I, I i'm like really enjoying this, I'm like, this i feel like i'm listening to a podcast <laughs> <laughs> so informative but but uh, you're actually but in, I'm one. in one it's podcastception <laughs> welcome well. to jeff's podcast within a podcast now starring bitcoin <laughs> yeah yes I don't know how long we've been going. We should probably consider wrapping it up, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go check to make sure my wife's water didn't break, which <laughs> might have yeah. happened. We saw her walk in before we started recording, and then Jeff said, I think my water, my wife's water broke. So we're like, okay, do you still want to record? Hey. I'm like, yeah, she's fine. This may be a memorable episode <laughs> on, the, on the precipice yeah. of greatness. Next week, you may hear us talk about 
Jeff having a new baby. He might have a whole new birth He may have here. a whole different yeah. face of tiredness as well. It's going to be exciting. Which I just gave it away. Oh, that's something. That means this has to be episode eight. Yeah. So, Does it? Yeah, I mean, it was going, it, we're going chronological. It's fine. Silent. Uh, but I just found out that my company gives two weeks of paternity leave. That's now. actually very impressive. I only get so, one. I told my boss, I was like, dude, I won't take two straight weeks. I work from home. I'm going to spend most of my days in this chair right here. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you need me to do something, if there's an emergency, is it, text me. I'll log is in. Is it paid? It's like, it'll be fine. Yeah, two weeks paid. Full or? Full pay. Wow. I get That's like amazing. five weeks of vacation this year, basically. That's also amazing. Uh, I hate nice. you. I knew it. Excellent descriptor. I'm 26. <laughs> when, I don't need five uh, weeks of vacation. The company I used to work for, when, that I worked for when Davis was born, I technically had, tw- I was entitled to take 12 weeks of paternity leave if I wanted it. It was 100% unpaid, though. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, uh, screw that. Couple of vacation days, That's, couple mm-hmm. unpaid days, and I was back in after like four days off, and I was a different person. I was, <laughs> I was tired. That is the, the first couple of weeks there. You probably felt um, more rested when you got to work. You're like, wow, it is quiet. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kelsey was a total trooper. She actually oh, yeah. took the brunt of the late nights and mm-hmm. early morning feedings, Dude, all that stuff, just so that just so that I could yeah, just so that I could get enough sleep to be functional at work, um, which was amazing. Yeah. So I love you for that, honey. If you are listening to this by any <laughs> chance, I don't think <laughs> for whatever reason you've made it this far. <laughs> yeah. There's no way she's listening to episode eight. <laughs> you guys are weird. <laughs> Wait, it's my husband's bucket. No, I'm no. not listening. I hear him enough as it is. Yeah. Again hears dumb with voice the anymore. money rants. Word. Uh, well, hey, I think this has been real. It has been real, and I apologize <laughs> again for the lack of focus. My our intro was like all over the place, and then <laughs> and then we kind of got into it. I like where uh, we per usual. I know. I like where we ended up, but. Um, yeah. We'll work. I promise you, we'll get better at structuring this out. Before, we will improve. We record. The problem is, we had a loose idea of what we wanted to do, and mm-hmm. we were like kind of behind our normal schedule. So we just hit record and started talking. And, and what the summer vacations have really kind of thrown a damper on. It's, yeah. it's been a little. Just wait till winter. Get, we're gonna lock it in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're we have nothing to do. <laughs> Episode twenty six ish. We're gonna nail it. Golden prediction now. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, if you guys could do us the favor. Uh, apparently, I'm hearing that five star ratings on the Apple um, Podcast Store, whatever that's called, is like the the absolute best thing you could ever do to help people out. So, if if you're feeling it, you know, we if you actually think this is decent, we'd love it yeah. if you would uh, share this with people and give it a good rating. I, I know it's the only way it ever spreads. Please do. We had that four star, four and a half star joke, but. It was genuinely a joke just because we're goofballs. <laughs> please but give us five. Please give us five stars. Five, <laughs> give us four and a half in your heart and five on paper. That's what we need. Turns out yeah. that if you have a five-star podcast, you get recommended. Yeah. And if it's anything less, you don't. Turns so, out Apple is really not important. in on our joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't they care need. about comedy. They need the five stars. That's right. So, yeah. Hope we didn't get you too late. Hope you didn't rate us after you heard episode two. Oh, it's two stars. No. no. <laughs> Ruin. All right. 
Um, well, that, that's going to do it for now. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. Wait. Bye. <laughs>